0: As you all know, we have been reading the book of Luke, um, the gospel according to Luke for the month of December. I want to give some reflections on Luke chapter seven. That was the chapter I read yesterday Um, And I want to give some reflections on that. But before I do, I want us to keep in mind that while Jesus was walking on earth, especially after he started his miracles and people were hearing his teachings and how he spoke with such authority and power, the word of his name and what he was doing began to spread throughout Capernaum, throughout Galilee, throughout Judea, I mean, the surrounding region um the name jesus was just uh popping up all over the place and so when he walked on earth on a regular day there would have been about 3 to 5000 people just thronging him surrounding him following him now people followed for different reasons. Some people followed because their hearts were leaning towards him. Some people followed because they wanted to see the miracles. Some people followed because they were skeptics and they had one eyebrow raised. I mean, there were different reasons. Very few though followed because they wanted to yield and surrender to him and his lordship. Okay. But just keep in mind, you're talking about three to 5,000 people. On a regular day, this is not including when he's, you know, feeding of the multitude with the the loaves and the fish, and that that being multiplied, it would have been around upward fifteen thousand people on that particular day. But on a regular day, you're talking about three to five thousand people. So, Luke chapter seven, in verses one through ten, Jesus heals a top-ranking military soldier's servant, who expressed so much faith that it marvelled Jesus. Remember, this is the guy that told Jesus, listen, you don't even have to come into my house. I'm not even worthy for you to come into my house. All you need to do, speak the word and your word has so much authority that it will grant healing to my servant. Jesus was marveled at this man's faith. This was a non-believer. This was non-Jewish. This guy didn't have the book of the law and yet he expressed such faith that even those who had the book of the law had never expressed. In verses 11 through 17, a funeral procession is passing by. Jesus moved with compassion at the brokenness of the weeping mother over her dying son, that Jesus interrupts the funeral by raising this dead man to life because of the compassion he had on the mother. Jesus was constantly showing compassion on those he crossed paths with. Then we also see in verses 18 to 35, while John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, earthly, is sitting in jail facing execution. He sends his disciples to ask Jesus if he was really the one. John is facing discouragement. And at times we all walk through phases of discouragement. Not only is John facing temporary doubt and discouragement, he's also, he's he's about to die. He knows that the Messiah's mission is going forward. and when I leave, he's wondering if this is this the guy am I leaving in in, in good in a good headspace? <laughs> no pun intended because he was decapitated. Um, but as I'm leaving, John wants assurance as he awaits his fate of execution that this is truly. The Messiah. And Jesus, you know, take note of Jesus is not upset at John for questioning his deity or his Messiahship. Instead, he tells John's disciples to go and tell John what they see. So he never really directly answers the question. He just tells them, go and tell John what you see. What is that? Well, the dead are being raised. Blind eyes are being opened. The lame is walking What I do, in other words, testify of who I am. When we get discouraged in our faith journey with God, he's not mad. His desire, just like he did for John, is to point us to truth so that our faith can be strengthened even in the midst of difficulty. That's in verses 18 through 35. And then finally, in chapter seven, we see a sinful woman, a sinner woman. She was a social outcast, perhaps due to immoral lifestyle choices. Um, the scripture doesn't really go into it. There's another chapter that talks about a similar story. And some people believe that this is the same woman. Some people, scholars don't, but that's not the point here. This woman anoints Jesus' feet with her tears and ointment. The point is, there are three reactions to Jesus. Actually, I'm sorry. There are two reactions to Jesus. For what this woman, um, what this woman did, is one reaction and then there's Simon the Pharisee whose house Jesus was in when this happens this there's another re- his reaction Simon the Pharisee's posture toward Jesus was very self-righteous he was prideful he was he was hanging on the knowledge he had of the law he was the type of person that i am known for the things that i don't do that i abstain from because i live this godly life as well as the things that I do do, the fact that I keep the law to to tilt. However, the sinner woman's posture is one of brokenness, one of repentance, one of devotion toward Christ. Jesus' response to her was forgiveness of sin and salvation. But Simon, he would remain as Jesus found him, religious, without relationship, equaling condemnation. Simon showed himself to be outward religious and moral, yet his heart was not postured to God, but it was postured towards his religious acts. He wasn't dependent on Jesus for salvation. He was depending on his actions for salvation. And because of this, he received judgment from Jesus. The lesson Jesus is showing us is that the basis of our relationship with God is not based on a person's outward acts but one's inner heart that is postured toward him. What the woman did isn't what set her apart, but the heart that she did it from set her apart. Her heart attitude toward Jesus was repentive, contrite, lowly, surrendered and devotion towards Christ. That's verses 36 to 50. I think John, uh, Luke chapter seven, excuse me, is a profound chapter with some great nuggets for us to, to look at and receive. When we look at the compassion of Christ, when we look at the discouragement of, of John the Baptist and Jesus' encouragement to him, and when we look at Jesus' response to this sinner woman, when we come to him with lowly heart, with a contrite and broken spirit, with a repentant heart, how he receives that. And yes, he saw her sin, but her heart, Jesus responds to her heart, which was repentance and granted forgiveness of her sin. Later, we'll talk about chapter eight. If not tonight, then tomorrow. Love you guys. God bless. Bye-bye.